Welcome to Gringo's Eternal Family's podcast. Gringo's Eternal Family is a ministry with a purpose of being God's love to the 99 and the 1. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at gringoseternalfamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. Hello family, how's everyone doing? Today's episode is part four of the series, The Gospel of Jesus Christ. And today, we will answer the question, how do I get saved? So in the last episode, um, titled The Gospel of Jesus Christ Explained, we looked fully into what the gospel of Christ Jesus is. And I strongly recommend, um, if you've not listened to that episode, that you go listen to it first before you listen to today's episode for you to fully understand it, okay? But a quick recap of last week's episode, we talked about the fact that the gospel of Christ Jesus, according to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 to 4, to 4, is that Christ Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. We also talked about John 3, 16, for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So today we're going to look specifically into how exactly does one get saved? So we need to understand that salvation is God's gift to all of mankind. Everyone is welcome to be saved. The liar, the thief, the fornicator, the gossip, the jealous, the envious, the sexual immoral person, the proud, the ungodly, the murderer, the adulterer. A sinner is a sinner, okay? This sinner, Jesus Christ came to save the sinners, okay? No matter your sin, known or unknown, conscious or unconscious, you are welcome. You qualify. That is exactly why you can get saved because if you are not a sinner, you will not need salvation, but hey, we're all sinners. So that is your number one and only qualification that you need to receive God's gift of salvation. It is free, okay? And John 3, 16 already tells us that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes, whosoever, whosoever, again, anybody believes, that's all he's telling us to do. John 3, 16 is all he's telling us to believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved and have eternal life. So the work of salvation was finished on the cross and God does not need you to change or do some work before you receive him. None of that is needed. Come as you are and believe. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is telling us to do. Believe that Jesus Christ has died for your sins once and for all and you are forgiven and made righteous. When we simply believe in our hearts, that this is true and we are saved from perishing where we have eternal life. Again, let's read John 3, 16, okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, it's just telling us to believe, anybody, Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's a promise. It's a gift. God does not revoke his gifts. It does not go back on his word. It's only telling you to believe. It's not going to say later in some years time that, okay, you have to do something else. No, 
He has told you all I need you to do is believe. I've done my part. I have given Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ has gone on the cross. He has died. He was buried. And he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. And now all we have to do is simply believe in this finished work of salvation. And we will not perish but have eternal life. This is the message of the gospel. The you and I will ought to believe in and be saved by. That message... <coughs> Is the message that our faith ought to be rooted in. It is the same message that you and I, after we've been saved ourselves, we need to go out and preach to other people. That is the great commission that we go into the world and make disciples of our nation. And we can make disciples of our nations if they're not saved yet. Okay? So now we're not just going to stop at John 3.16. We're going to go ahead and read uh, um, the other verses in John chapter 3 for more understanding okay on john 3 17 to 21 7, verse 70 says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the word but to save the word through him whosoever believes in him again pay attention whosoever believes in him is not condemned but whosoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds are evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whosoever lives in the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plain that what they have done has been done in the sight of good. So what that verse is saying is, the main purpose for Jesus coming into the world is not to come point figures at us and look at us and be like, oh, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a whole sinner, and you're just going to hell. He did not come to condemn us, okay? He came to save us. And what we do if we believe in him, whosoever believes in him is not condemned. But if you do not believe in him, you stand condemned already. And it's just normal and natural that we do not want to come into this light. Jesus Christ is the light of the word and we do not want to come into the light because we know that what we're doing is not right. We gossip, we lie, we do all sort of things because if we come into the light, our deeds will be revealed and we will have to change. But Again, this is needed because when we eventually become Christians and we get saved, all of this are going to change. But first, God does not need you to change your ways to come to him. We're going to talk about that more later. It just needs you to believe. That's all. All right. So you might ask, why is it that all I need to do is believe the gospel message and I will be saved? Um, if you have not, again, if you've not listened to the previous episode, we talked about how, um, Adam and Eve, they disbelieved God and they fell, they committed sin. And that is how this whole thing started And be, to begin with. Um, it was because man disbelieved God. God told them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Satan, the serpent told them, did God really say you should not do that? So it was basically telling them that God, like God, was li- God is lying to you guys because he knows that if you eat from it, you're going to be like him, knowing what is right from what is wrong. So they basically exchanged the truth that God had told them. They exchanged it for a lie. They believed the, set, they believed the serpent instead of believing God. So they disbelieved God. And that was how this whole thing started. They 
when we disbelieve God, we disobey him and sin and death entered into the world. So for us to be saved, redeemed and reconciled back to God, God made it so simple that all we have to do is now believe in him. What started this whole thing in the first place is because we disbelieved God. Adam and Eve did not keep their faith in God. They unbelieved God or whatever English or the disbelieved God. So to reverse this, all we have to do is put our faith in God once again and believe him. Believe in the name of Jesus and the finished work of his grace. Um, you don't have to confess your sins. You don't have to confess all your sins because let's be real guys you can never recall all your sins and even if you can recall all your sins because you have like this awesome memory and everything what about the unknown sins that you do not know that you committed because there are a lot of things that we do to us it's not a sin but it's a sin in the sight of god so we cannot really confess all our sins also, you don't need to confess that you believe in Jesus with your mouth and pray a salvation prayer to be saved. Now, let me say this again. You do not. It is not when you confess or say that I believe in Jesus Christ with your mouth that saves you or you pray a salvation prayer. That is not what saves you. If we have to do that, if if confessing Jesus Christ with our mouth is what saves us, how about people that cannot talk? How are they going to get saved? That is not fair. And our God is a very fair God. So that is why all we have to do is believe with our hearts. Everybody has a heart. Everybody can believe with their heart, right? So it is very fair process that God made it. All you have to do is believe, right? And we don't confess with our mouth what we do not believe first in our heart because out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. It is what we have first believed with the heart that we now confess with the mouth. It is, we have already been saved when we believe in it with our hearts and confessing it is just a proclamation of it. It is not by praying the prayer or saying that I believe in Christ Jesus that saves us. No, it is a believing with the heart, having faith in Christ Jesus that saves us all right and someone might say what about repentance like do i need to repent first to be saved um repentance simply means for you to change your mind to change your thinking to change your heart to change your attitude about something and turn towards something else okay it does not mean to repent of your sin or to repent of your ways in fact we cannot repent. Repentance can only happen after we have heard the message of the gospel and believed it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Okay, We have to hear it first for it to do something in our heart and bring about repentance. One does not repent today. You, you don't repent today and believe tomorrow. No, it is in fact today's believing in the gospel of Christ Jesus and today's receiving of God's gift of salvation that brings about immediate, immediate and subsequent repentance in Christ Jesus. Okay, so one cannot actually truly say, truly be saved or claim to be saved or believe the gospel if they have not changed their mind, if they have not repented about other previous beliefs like Hinduism, Buddhism, Islamic, um, and other religions out there or any other unbelief that if uh, maybe you've been an atheist or an agonist, if you've not repented of all that, you cannot truly really say that you are 
a Christian or you've been saved. And it is when you actually hear the gospel message. It is the gospel message that will bring about such repentance. It is not, you don't have, you don't repent first and believe. No, you believe it is the believing, the hearing of the message that and then you believe in it that brings about repentance all right so yes you do have to repent to be saved it, it is it's it's a it's a natural process that happens because um for me to not believe something with the all of my hair that means i've changed my mind about what i previously believed in or what i did not believe in okay and Jesus, when Jesus was on her, he preached about repentance. He preached that men should repent. Um, in Matthew 4, 17, uh, it says, From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was not saying that they should repent of their sin or replace it with self-righteous works. He was telling them to change their minds. Again, they cannot save themselves. We can't just decide, oh, I'm going to stop doing this. It is not by our power. It is not our mind that we can do such a thing. We can only change our minds and believe something else. And the apostles also preached severally that people should repent and believe the gospel. They said in R319, repent then and turn to God. So when you repent, when you change your mind from something, you turn towards something else so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Again, salvation is synonymous with forgiveness of sin because when you are saved, God forgives your sin. It is synonymous with redemption. It is synonymous with reconciliation to the Father. It is synonymous with baptism in Christ Jesus. We're going to talk about those much later, okay? Um, so salvation, uh, repentance is a change of hearts, change of mind, not of ways and works. However, so repentance um, it subsequently results in changes of ways. When we get saved, subsequently we begin to change our ways because God begins to work in our hearts. And our salvation and repentance should be a good fruit. All right. Um, so. Basically, what we've been saying is for you to be saved, all you have to do is believe, have faith. All right. Um, for the, it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. That is Ephesians 2, chapter 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. I'm going to read it again. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. In, chap in Acts chapter 16, 30 to 31, when Paul and Silas were locked in a prison and they began to praise God and worship God, the doors flew open. But they did not leave. And when the jailers saw the doors were open, he thought for sure that they had left and he was going to be, you know, punished severely. So he was going to kill himself. But they called out to him and told him, um, that we're still here. We did not leave. And he was just surprised. So he said to Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 10, verse 30, he says, Sars, what? 
Acts chapter 16, verse 30, it says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And in verse 31, they replied to him, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Again, believe in Jesus. That's all you got to do to be saved. Believe in Jesus. Believe that he is the Son of God. Believe that he died for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day for your justification. That is all you need to do to be saved. Jesus already finished the work of our salvation, redemption, forgiveness, and reconciliation to the Father. We don't need to clean up ourselves, change our ways, or turn our ways into heaven. No. All we needed to do, all that is needed of us, is to believe in the finished work of Christ Jesus and in his resurrection. I know it sounds extremely simple and somewhat foolish, and you may think that, um, I think I need to do something more than just believe to be saved. But fortunately, emphasis on fortunately, all you need to do is believe. It is a good thing that all we need to do is believe in the finished work. It's a gift. You cannot earn it. You cannot work for it. If you could work for it, it would no longer be a gift. But it is a gift. It is a promise. And God will not let you buy it because you cannot buy it. It is priceless. Christ died for you. A God died for you. You can buy that. You can put money on it. Like, I don't know how much work you're going to do to top that. No. So just accept it. It just, you know, when someone gives you a gift, all you can do is say, thank you. I'll, I'll take this. Thank you. Okay, and this is the best gift you will ever get in life because it doesn't really, if it gives you of all your sins, it reconciles you back to God, you're adopted, you're sealed and sanctified forever, you have eternal life, you're awakened from your spiritual death state. It is amazing, all right? So, no more, no less. All you have to do is believe. So I hope and pray that you will make this life-changing decision today to believe in Christ Jesus with the whole of your heart. So if you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I want you to know the congratulations you are saved a welcome to God's family like God is like you are you are God's and he is yours and you are just oh you're his daughter your son and you are just blessed forever okay and if you have believed it with your heart remember we need to believe in our heart first that is what does this now, let's affirm it with our words and just confess it and proclaim it and scream it to the mountaintops. Okay, so sit with me. Dear Jesus Christ, I believe you died for my sins. You were buried and rose again at the third day for my justification. Thank you for calling me unto yourself and sealing me with the Holy Spirit. I believe that I am a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are new. Amen. 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 Congratulations once again. Salvation is yours. You are a new creation. You were born again and made a life in Christ Jesus. Eternal life is yours. Believe it and have faith. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read a few more scriptures to you to just let you know that 
you have chosen the best thing. You made the best decision ever today, okay? John 16 verse, John 14 verse 6 says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's just one way to the Father, and that is Jesus Christ. And you have chosen today to put your faith in him. You are, you've gone to the Father. You have met to the Father because you have gone through the only way. It is not our way. It is the way. That means it's just one way. All right. John 17, 2 to 3 says, For you have given him authority over every man and woman in holy hurt. It gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And in, and this is the way to have eternal life, by knowing you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to hurt. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of natural descent, or of the will of flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. First John chapter 5 verse 1, everyone that believes Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. Isn't that just amazing? Everyone who has believed, everyone, everyone, it is open to everyone. Again, salvation is God's free gift to each and every man on earth who is willing to receive it. Everyone who believes, everyone who believes in Christ Jesus has been born of God. And I want you to know that this birth of the Spirit of God, this salvation, it is one that can never, ever be broken. It is eternal. Again, it's eternal life. It doesn't say temporary life. It doesn't say life for 100 years, 200 years, 300. Eternal life. That means forever and ever and ever. It has no end. It can never be broken. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says, In him you also were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed, immediately you heard the truth, which is the gospel, and you believed it, you were sealed by the promise of the Holy Spirit. So darling, when you became saved, the Holy Spirit, when before you became saved, I mean, the Holy Spirit could not dwell in you because your spirit was dead. But the moment you received Jesus and you believed in him as your Lord and Savior, your spirit was made alive and the Holy Spirit now dwells in you. And through the Holy Spirit, you were signed, sealed and delivered as a child of God. The Holy Spirit becomes your teacher. It reminds you of Jesus' teachings. It convicts you. It guides you and it seals you to the day of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? I love it. <laughs> this is so sweet. Thank God for his love and his grace for us. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And in the next part, we will look more into salvation and righteousness by faith, not works. Because I really want you to understand the fact that your salvation is by faith. 
not by works. All right. So thank you. God bless you. You are eternally loved. And if you got saved today, I want to know. All right. I want to rejoice with you. I want to grow, help you to grow in your relationship with Christ. So send me an email at officialggef at gmail.com. It's also in the description box below. Thank you so much. God bless you. Stay blessed. Bye-bye.